The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. And welcome to another edition of the Daily Witness Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Van Fieren, and in the studio with me today is my wife, Megan. Hey, everyone. And my brother, Andrew. How's it, guys? And today, we are talking on the topic of sowing and reaping. And that's not just a farming term. (laughs) Now, first of all, let us open up in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your precious Holy Spirit. We thank you that your Spirit is here to help us. And we healed ourselves to you. And we pray, Father, that you think through our minds and speak through our vocal cords. Let the people, Lord, I pray for them today, everyone that listens to this episode and those to follow. Lord, That you open up their hearts to receive. Mm. Give them eyes to see the truth on this matter and ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. Yes, Lord. And we thank you for this, Father. Thank you that your word will not return void, but it Mm. will prosper in the thing whereto you sent it. And we give you all the glory and all the honor. And all the praise, because you definitely deserve it. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Now, we're talking about sowing and reaping. And this is a topic that you will tend to hear many preachers, if I can say, really hammering on this topic. Mm. And they preach it a lot. And they preach it a lot. Now, the question is, why are they doing that? Well, it comes down to this. Um, in, in these last days especially, the gospel needs to get out there. Yeah. And um, too many times Christians like just focus on themselves. They they get born again, like Jesus becomes their Lord and their Savior, but their lifestyle doesn't change. Yes. yes. They still have that selfish mentality. Yeah. They still think about themselves, about their family. And, uh, you know, the gospel needs money to get out there. Mm. I, I heard someone say, you know, preaching the gospel is free. Uh, yes, it is. But to run churches and ministries and to print Bibles, to print books and to get yeah. that away uh, to travel to different cities yes. and different countries yeah that, that certainly is not free <laughs> to, to no. keep people in in the gospel uh, to keep ministers uh, working in ministry full-time that costs Andrew that is a very good point mm. because people here on the earth and us as ministers we see at firsthand mm. I find a large portion of the believer is going to get a culture shock when they get to heaven. Yes. Oh, for sure. Because up in heaven, you're going to find out that people are giving of themselves yes. all the time. Yes. Um, Jesse DePlantis, when he was up in heaven, he gives his testimony, comes into the throne room. He, he can't even look at God because of the bright light. But on either side are 12 seats, yes. 12 thrones. And the, the book of Revelation talks about that. Okay. Those are the 24 elders that we know of. Mm. And he sees all of those chairs empty. Mm. 
And he asks the angel, like, where are these guys? And the angel looked at him shocked and said to him, they out in the city serving, serving yeah. the, the people. people. Which is what Jesus came to do. That's right. And that's what we are supposed to do. This is what Jesus said when he was on the earth. He said, I didn't come to be served. Mm. I came to serve. Yes. That's how it is. And there was the, the illustration of him washing the disciples' feet. And that's he right. said, let this be an example. This is how you're supposed to be. You're supposed to go out and be a, a, yes. a servant to the people. Yeah, and the most important thing to God is people. Yeah. You know, uh, down here on earth, uh, people, they got like different desires and all that. And they, they think about just their families or yeah. their careers and that. But to God, it's people. Mm. We have to change the way we think here on earth mm. so that we can prepare for heaven. Yes. So that when we get there, it's not a culture shock to us. You know, if you're walking in there and you're so surprised that people are serving one another and helping one another and giving and so forth and so on, uh, that's not good. Yeah. That's really not good. And I've noticed a big portion of the church still struggles majorly with selfishness. Yes, absolutely. And the Lord is actually trying to teach us to break free from that yeah. by teaching us how to sow by yeah. giving. Um, and obviously by reaping, we have more to sow. Yes. So it's just a cycle of learning how to trust him, how to rely on him the whole time um, instead of relying on like other people, the world system or so forth. You see, like this is something that we've discussed many times. Why is it that the church and I, when I say the church, I'm talking about the on a global Christ, yeah. level. Why is it that the church is not sowing as much? I mean, you see like these big uh, ministries, they, sometimes they, they do telethons. Yes. Mm. They shouldn't be doing telethons. No. And there's a lot of criticism behind that. Like, thought you a big preacher and you preach faith and so forth. Oh, so the minister's supposed to carry all the weight. Yeah. And he's got 10,000 partners, maybe 20,000 partners, maybe 50,000 partners, but him and his wife must do everything yes. and the and the team. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because people don't see that ministry as their own. Yeah, so they, they don't. don't think that it's important yeah. that they invest in that ministry. The church is supposed to outgive one another. Yes. That's number one. But here's the thing. Why aren't they giving so much? They don't have hope in it. They don't have hope. That's what they don't it believe it down. works. Yeah. They, they really don't. The preacher just wants their money. That's it. And that is a lie of the devil. Yes. I heard a minister say this, that he says he's been in ministry for years. And he says something that he's learned over a number of years is that the people don't know. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, as as ministers, we got to teach them that, hey, giving is actually biblical. Yeah. Because they don't know. And if the minister doesn't teach them this, hey, they're never going to know. Now, this, Andrew, this boils down to... The fight, I, I call it a fight, it's not really a fight, but it's not a fight from God's perspective, but it does come across that way. God has got to fight for their trust. Mm. That is the big problem. I think people don't want to trust in God as much mm. because they are scared they're going to lose something. Yes. We're sowing a seed, but the chances of us actually getting something back is little to nothing. Mm. But it's also because people don't um, value the gospel. Yeah. If they valued the gospel and they valued other people's lives, 
they wouldn't hesitate to sow into the kingdom because they know that it's for a purpose um, and they'll understand that there will be a harvest, but they will understand from love's perspective that the gospel costs money to to spread and the gospel needs to go to certain people and it costs money to do that. So you've got to be, you have to have understanding of that. You have to have see value in that word. So the Lord showed me this. He said, people don't realize that their life is a ministry. Yeah. And, you know, they, they think, okay, maybe if they're called to be a banker or something, or maybe they, they are in construction, they think that they're not called to ministry. And uh, they might belong to a certain church or certain ministry, but their life is, in fact, a ministry on its own. Mm. And no one can escape that, yeah. you know. And if that ministry, if that person, if their ministry amongst their colleagues or family members and that, if they are selfish and they don't care about anyone else except themselves, that makes the kingdom look bad. Yeah. And the people around them aren't going to be drawn to the light because there is no light. Yes. They're acting just like the world. And the world doesn't have, have the light. But Jesus said, we are the light. Yes. You know, we're supposed to be the salt of the earth. We're supposed to be going out there and wherever there's a, me- a need, we're quick to to meet it yeah, that's we're great. supposed to sow hope everywhere we go yeah. yeah if the ministry has certain projects that it's doing like jump in there and say hey I want to be part of that mm. if there's people around you if there's someone that uh, needs tires in their car buy them a brand new set yeah, yes. you know, be the light in the earth because we don't have a short space of time left. Like we can see that this world is getting like wicked and wicked and wicked and fast. Yeah, yes. and our light should be shining brighter and brighter. And wherever the Lord needs us to be, whatever he needs us to do, we should be like ready. Yes, we should be quick to give mm. all the time. I've noticed that the minute you speak on the topic of money people start painting up straight away. And I've watched people casually get distracted on purpose. We've actually seen people roll their eyes. Yeah, and we've seen people get up and walk out. They don't want to deal with it. No, they don't. And they need the money. Mm. Now, the reason why is they're still putting their trust in uncertain riches. This is what Jesus spoke about. They're serving the money. They're serving the money. That's exactly right. Because that is their, watch this, that is their only hope. Yes, Mm. yes. And we only get this once a month and there's no way we're going to get any other money besides this. Yeah, so we've got to hold on to that as as much as we can. This is where the buck stops. Now, this preacher is trying to get my money. Mm. Uh, Where did that thought come from? And what's that old saying that they that they say? Charity starts at home. Yeah. And that's why people try and keep their money inside yes. their homes. Yes. You know, no, they don't want to give to anyone else. And do you notice that there's a lot of people that will go to a church or belong to a ministry like faithfully, and they they want want want. Yes. yes. But they don't want to reciprocate. Yeah. You I, know? I actually knew a family um, that did that. They were, I think, they were living in some shelter thing. And they were jumping from family to family and friend to friend because they had nothing, no work or nothing. Then they go from church to church trying to see how much they could get out of the churches. And then when the churches got fed up, they would ask them to leave. And then they jump to the next church. Mm. They would just go and see how much they could get from the churches mm. instead oh of going goodness. there with the intention. And, you know, they never got out of the situation that they were in. They weren't. Uh, exactly. Yeah, because they, they were just takers the whole time. Yes. And you cannot be a taker in the kingdom. You have to give. You have to give all the time. Living like a bottom feeder. Yes. It's yeah. <laughs> a funny t- yeah. And I, I remember hearing that testimony where this family was actually living in a trailer. Yes. Mm. And uh, the Lord's 
spoke to the, the husband and he said, every day I want you to send $1 to a certain ministry. Now, they didn't have money. Yes. So every day they would collect cans to, to sell mm. and they would look in the dirt. They would try and find that dollar. And every day they, they would the Lord would help them and they would send that dollar. And Because he gives seed to the sower. Exactly. And then in turn, they started prospering where the Lord could see, okay, I can trust them. Yes. And wow. then uh, the Lord started saying $2 a day. And they started sending off $2 a day. And when it comes to the Lord, it's everything's got to do with trust. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, he's not going to shower like all this opportunities on a person mm. if they withholding from him. Now, Andrew, finish off that testimony. What was the last check that that man wrote before he went home to be with the Lord? I actually don't remember. It's a million dollars. He got to give a million dollars. That was his biggest check. And then after that, he went home to be with the Lord. Wow. You know, the, the Lord showed me this. If you look after his house, he's yeah. going to look after your house. Yeah, that's the truth. Talk to a believer today and say, if God prospers you, would you be prepared to put a million rand mm. into his house? And I guarantee you, 10 out of 10, they'll all say yes, because the money's not there. Yeah. Mm. It's easy. Yes. But let the money show up. Well, they're not faithful now. Yeah. I'll let so be one, faithful with exactly. a million What was you know? that joke that, um, what's his name? Uh, Mr. Fouri told us. There was a poor guy that said to the pastor. Uh, oh, that, that actually really happened. Oh, did that really happen? That, that happened in his church. Oh, yes. This this poor guy. He was a poor man, and he said uh, in Afrikaans, "Now, pastor, I don't know Afrikaans, so I'm going to say it in English." <laughs> If I to ever win the, lottery. win the lottery, I would pay off the the building of the church and so forth. Mm. And so the pastor said, "Yeah, you know, thank you and mm. so forth and so on." And he kept saying that, you know, if he ever wins the lottery, he's going to pay towards the church, give um, a big offering and what, what. Yeah, I see one day the pastor says, hey, this guy's not coming to church anymore. Uh, what's going on? He won the lottery. Oh, wow. So the pastor went around and <laughs> sat there and uh, said to him, uh, you made promises. You said that if you win the lottery and so forth, you are going to pay off on the church building and give an offering and so forth. And he said, how did it go? He said he wasn't the same man uh, that yeah. he is now. <laughs> I know he's worse now. Yeah, he's, you see, the poor man made that uh, promise, but the rich man... <laughs> Yeah, that's bad, eh? Yeah. But that's how the world is. They that's always, exactly how the world like you is. said, you know, the money's not there. They're very quick to make, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do yes. this, I'm going to do this. But if you can't be faithful in the little, you'll never be faithful in, in the much. Yeah. And that was uh, a conversation that we had um, the one day uh, between another guy and this other lady and myself. And uh, this lady said, you know, she when she wins the lotto, she's going to start a business that's going to help other people. Um, so this other guy said to her, but you've got a gift right now. Why don't you use that gift? Mm. And she said, oh, no, it costs too much money to do this and do this and do this. So yeah. I popped up and I said, well, if you aren't going to be faithful with that, mm. you definitely won't be faithful when you get no, the, you the and and I remember the the guy still said, "You, that that's like <laughs> like a kind of like a mic drop kind of situation." <laughs> but it's the truth. Everybody behaves like that. If you don't learn from the beginning to start sowing yeah. little and yes, letting yes, the yes. Lord trust you, uh, or not actually the Lord trust you so much, but you learning to trust Him. 
yeah. your growth, your your trust in him grows, and you get to the point where when you do get a million, mm-hmm. you don't have a problem at all giving half of that money away because yeah. you know where it came from. You know, what it boils down to once again is putting your trust in uncertain riches. Yes. Yeah. I'm only getting one source of income. It pays on the 25th or, or the 30th or whatever the case may be, and that's it. I've already allocated a certain amount for expenses and so forth. Mm. If I give any more, I'm giving outside of my budget. What you have just told us is you put your trust in uncertain yes. riches. You don't see that God can bring you extra finances in the middle of the month. You don't think that by the 15th, God can get something to you. And this was what God was trying to teach the children of Israel. Mm. He could feed them in a desert. Mm. See, what were they expecting? It's not going to happen. You can't grow anything in a desert. So how on earth am I going to eat? He got water out of a rock. See, what I'm saying is we've got to open ourselves up to ideas that, hey, by the fifth, God can do something. Exactly. By the sixth, God can do something Mm -hmm. again. By the seventh, God can do something again. Yes. Because when they were stuck out there in the desert and they had to face the Red Sea, God parted the Red Sea for them. Mm -hmm. They, in the natural, that's impossible. That's talking about a hope that makes a shame. That is a a hope of the world that produces no fruit. They don't see God as the God that can bring water out of a rock. Him um, feeding them out in the desert. Same thing with Jesus. Him and his disciples, and they had this big flock out there in the desert place again. Same thing that happened. They said, send the people away. And Jesus said, why don't you feed them? Mm. And they looking round about in a desert place. Mm. How are we going to do that? Mm. And then one of the disciples came up with something and said, there is a guy here, a little boy with two fish and five loaves. But what, what is that among so many? many? Again, he is putting his trust in the fish and the bread. Mm. Yeah. It can go so far and no further. But the Bible says God is the one that gives the increase. Yes. God is the one that gives the increase. But they don't see him as the, the God that can multiply. They don't expect him to part the Red Sea. Exactly. They don't expect water to come out of a rock. Mm. They don't expect him to feed them in a desert. They don't yes. expect him to multiply the fish and the bread. They expect this. I'm going to give to the church and who's going to score between them and me the church (laughs) yeah i want to say two things Uh, number one you know a person can't go around claiming that they love god but they withhold from him yes because jesus said you know the greatest commandment is to love the lord your god and when you love him you're going to naturally love your neighbor that's it you know and how do you love your neighbor by giving the gospel out there to them Mm -hmm. that's it you know and um there's a lot of people they they hear about the love message and they're like yeah yeah no i I walk in love you know i don't i don't swear anymore no you've got to go beyond that yeah you know you've got to put god's house first this is how you walk in love you know you support his gospel andrew it's all about getting to know him 
when you get to know him, you can trust him. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, um, dad is a perfect example. Mm. Um, years and years ago, he he's always had this heart mm. where he, he always says this. God has done as God has been so good to him. Mm-hmm. That's why he has to give back. And he would always give uh, to, to the ministry and God would always, he would pick up money all the time. Yeah. There was two separate occasions where his salary literally doubled in his banking account. Um, I was with him a few times when that happened where he would pick up 100 rands, uh, 200 rands, and it seems like a fairy tale. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the truth. Yeah. The most that I picked up was like 50 cents. But he, he would sow. He yeah. would always give. And he had a heart for God. He always had a heart for God. Yes. You, know? you just start talking about the gospel and, and he starts te- tearing I up. I know, right? And I remember <laughs> Tears in the eyes. This one day we were walking somewhere and there was we were going in one direction and there was two women coming in our direction. And they walked over. There was money like spilt all over the road. And I don't remember how much it was, mm. but there was a, a few hundred notes. There was uh, 50 rand notes. Now, we saw it in a distance. It wasn't uh, the girl's money. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like in between us and they walked over it. And As if came, they didn't see it. Yeah. And we just leaned down. It's and not started, their harvest. Yeah. We started picking up stuff <laughs> and it used to happen to him all the time. Yeah. But his heart was for the That's ball, it. You know? Yes. Yeah, that's very true because like every time I would speak to him and he speaks about the Lord, he gets so emotional about him. It's just such a beautiful thing to see that people still have that that love for the Lord. Mm. You see, what it boils down to is ultimately they don't want to part with their money because they trust in their money. They've put money on a pedestal. They have. They trust in their money more than they trust in the living God. Mm. They don't think God is able to do it. They don't think that God is able to supply their needs. Mm -hmm. And they'll come and they'll talk a talk with you and they'll try and convince you. And it sounds all very convincing, but when push comes to shove, where you've got to start delivering, they back out. And that's where you see them walk away. And why? They hear about the stories in the Old Testament. They've probably read it maybe twice in their whole life Mm -hmm. and heard preachers talk about it, but they don't know him personally. Mm -hmm. And they're not expecting God to take care of them right away. Mm. They're not. I mean, that's what it boils down to. And it's sad. It is. Yeah. And you know, sewing, when you get into the habit of sewing, you can sew not just money, although we all need breakthrough in money. Yeah. You can sew in, in different things. Like I remember um, I was sewing... Uh, food to the ladies on the one lady on the street and I, you know like a lot of people do that they take the food out and they put out for the people the bag scratches and the lord said to me one day would you feed that to jesus mm. and i said to him no and he said why are you giving it to them mm. and immediately i stopped and then i stopped <laughs> i secretly started taking things out of our grocery cupboard and now and again I would steal a little pack of meat and and I would literally pack a meal for them. And then I would, I don't know why, I would just start praying over the cupboards and stuff like that. And then one day, because uh, I'd always say the fridges are full, the freezers are full and everything's yeah. full and the cupboards are full. And then there came a harvest of so much food that I did not have enough space to put it. That is awesome. I actually remember that. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, but I mean, 
look money. He wants us to break free yeah. in the money area because that's the place that we are held hostage. Mm. And and in money, I mean, I, I wasn't working at a stage and I needed to move like ASAP. I didn't have money for rent and deposit and stuff. And the Lord said to me, so, and I did so. Mm. And I ended up moving to a place where my deposit was paid for, my rent was paid for, for like four months. Um, and the fifth month, he the half the rent was covered and the other half he told me that I had to to sort out. Yes. Um, but that's how he is. Like he will teach you to work yeah. with money. He'll teach you and, and help you break through. And on that note, <laughs> we're going to have to come to an end. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And remember, faith comes by hearing. So keep on hearing. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow Into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.